it's always been. We rise up to the challenge, we give the game our all. With sheer determination, we go in for the ball. Hi everybody, welcome to the newly rebranded, relaunched, and now called Cats Cast. It's our first show for 2017, and we are going to tonight be having a look back at our draft, um, our draft hall. Basically, I've got a special guest on, uh, who's a former, well, still occasional, big footy poster. Um, by the name of Buddha, we all probably know him as, otherwise known as Craig Burns. Welcome, Buddha. How are we going, mate? Good very, evening. Very well. Thank you for being a part of it. No, no worries yeah. at all. Looking forward to having a chat about the draft. The first show with the new show, basically. We did, yeah, exciting uh, times. It's worth pointing out, we have tried to do this, I reckon, three times. Yeah, we have, yeah. Um, some drama pop up, hasn't it? I think I bailed on you twice and you bailed on me once, so we've yeah. uh, it just hasn't worked out. So we had and tried we had tried to get this happening closer to the draft. But it's a good way to kick off the year when there's not a mo- not a heap to talk about yet before the practice matches start anyway. Um now Buddha I'll just well firstly I'll just get you to run through um Basically, run through a bit about yourself, um, introduce yourself and, and uh, what little projects, other projects you're up to and and why we've got you involved for this one, looking at the draft. Yeah, mate. Yeah, um, I've been interested in the draft for, gee, it would be about 16 years now. Um, I, uh, I did have a – the first time I actually had an interest was the last telecast. It was about 1999 and – it was the Super Draft, and uh, it's the only reason I really <laughs> remember it is because I was old enough. And um, since then, um, two years later, Gary Ablett was uh, going to get drafted, and I thought I'd go down and have a look. And um, from there, it's just uh, my interest has uh, got more and more uh, passionate, I guess. Uh, last year, I got uh, into a position where uh, where I'm writing now, which is uh, footyprofit.com.au. Uh, they asked me to do some draft writing. Um, I was able to do some profiles, uh, some interviews. Um, they basically just have my opinion on, on the footy, um, underage footy. And um, that's where it started. And um, now I guess some people can call me, I guess, a draft guru. I go to a lot of games of footy, so I guess you can say that. But... Uh, yeah, I really enjoy it and very passionate about it, so I love talking about it. And what does your, when you go to a lot of footy, now I cross paths with you at a lot of Cats games. Yeah, yep. Um, where we often catch up for a refreshing drink Yep. before the game, but aside from Cats games, what what does your week sort of entail in regards to just draft junior watching and that type of thing? Yeah, so... Um... Trying to get, I try still try to like oh, still all John games, but that might change a bit this year with a little bit more of a heavier schedule with uh, under eighteen games. But um, yeah, I'm based in Gippsland, so I uh, I get to try to go to as many Gippsland power games as I can. Um, I do all my notes and everything um, when I get the chance, and I know that there's uh, video footage on the internet uh, or live streams. I'll watch the games that I can. Uh, there's also a lot of uh, 
uh, highlights that are on a lot of the interstate type guys and try to keep my uh, head above the water with all that sort of stuff because um, I think uh, we get a little bit uh, too Victorian centric sometimes. So I try to have, especially with the uh, SAFL, SAFL stuff, they're really, really good with their footy stuff and get to their websites and uh, check match reports, stats. Um, it's actually, I used to do it just for fun, but uh, now I've got to make sure I'm all over it, which is uh, still fun. It's just a little bit more full on. Do you have a particular type of player that you that you like or that you look for, or is it just? Uh, look, to be honest, I've got really uh, biased towards big-bodied midfielders that are tall. Um, I'm a sucker for them, so. Uh, my rankings are usually, uh, especially at the top end, you'll see a big body midfielder up there somewhere who can throw their weight around and uh, win a contested ball and a clearance. Yep. Um, but um, look, to be honest, there is, uh, you know, when Barry can along, you, you do sign, you do look out for uh, Stephen Wales types traits. I'm not going to lie, um, athletic, tall guys, you know, um, that sort of uh, is what built the uh, the premierships really, and. Um, even though that sort of changed a little uh, in recent years, especially with a lot more shorter guys getting selected in the draft for Geelong, um, I do sort of have that bias towards uh, guys who can play multiple roles um, at that 190 sort of hybrid height. Yep. All right, so we'll start. Firstly, we did touch on this on our other podcast at the end of last year, but for, I'll just get a couple of quick thoughts on what we all – your thoughts on our uh, our trade period, focusing probably more on the ins than the outs, yep. and just uh, basically, what's your your thoughts on getting Zach Tui in and Aaron Black? Yeah, look, I'm a big fan of Zach Tui. I was have a lot more excited about getting him in um, than Brett Deledio at the time, which were all the rumours were going that we're going to get both. Um, look, he's not he's no Korean, right? Obviously, but. Uh, there's not many footballers around who can um, have the balance of offensive footy and defensive footy, and I think he's got both. Like he was uh, named in the uh, coaches all Australian team, I think it was 2015. So it sort of shows how highly rated he was by um, people in the know. Uh, but the other thing I like about him is that um, he's big body, and you can't move him off the ball. Now I think we still got a few smaller defenders who can get moved off the ball. Um, and uh, I think he's he's going to be actually a big, big inclusion for our side because I think it was going to be a bit of a hole in regards to the smaller guys that we've got available. So uh, no Boris, but really good pickup, especially considering what I think we gave up Billy and yep. uh, swapped second a uh, high second round draft pick most likely for a uh, low lower uh, first round. So. Yep. Hopefully uh, we finish high up with Ida and uh, Carlton a little bit lower. That's, I think that's clearly the plan. That's what they'd yeah, be yeah. hoping for. Yeah. Um, and Black? Yeah, Black, he's, uh, he's an interesting one, isn't he? He um, <coughs> hasn't played a lot of footy for over the last couple of years, but I think it was, well, 2013, 2014, he was... Uh, he looked like he could be anything. He could, yeah. He, he kicked uh, 30 odd goals, I think, in one of those seasons. I can't remember which one, but... Uh, Look, I don't, I don't think he, we can really expect him to, um, you know, if an injury goes down. He's 192 centimetres, so he's not a 
a key position type. He, he leads up and he presents. But um, look, if he can produce the form that he was showing back then, what two or three years ago, he's a bargain pick for basically a draft pick. That wasn't going to get used. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on, but it's worth a go. We lost, you know, guys like Kirsten Vardy, um, so we needed a, a backup plan for Tomer. Um, there's no doubt that uh, there was other guys available, but um, Blacks come on the cheap. Probably salary cap issues. Are, it was probably limited in regards to who they could have grabbed. Yep. Uh, not much during the trade period. Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. There's yeah. no expectations for him, but if we get something, then it'll be a really good bonus. That's it. Yeah, he uh, he's a, he's a strange player, but um, look. I think the one thing we do we did miss was uh, with Tomer just staying back so often, a, a player um, leading up the ground and presenting that way and creating a bit of space in front of a contest deep in the forward line. So hopefully he presents that if he does uh, get, in the, get in the side. Yep. All right. We'll start, um, we'll start with our, our first selection in the national draft, which was selection number 24, Brandon yep. Parfitt. Um, yep. Now I have basically I've got the feedback from Stephen Wells that I've I've actually got some prepared notes, so I'll quickly yeah. just read that. I forgot to mention that before, do you? I've, yep. I'll quickly <laughs> read that spiel, yep. and then I'll grab your thoughts on it. So the the quote from the the Cats website Rick, from Wells here was: "We rated Brandon really highly. He was an All Australian in his under seventeen year. He's a terrific developing midfielder. Can play in the forward line as well, and we're very confident that once he gets to Geelong, his development will continue." Yeah, well, that's uh, basically agree with all that. Obviously, uh, um, he really struggled with his groins by his hands, but this year, uh, oh, sorry, two thousand sixteen, uh, he sort of dropped off a little bit when he was playing for the Allies and. It sounds like his groins were really giving him troubles during that time. Also, the fact that the ally sort of set up is very... It's almost like they picked the best 30 players and and then just plonked them in play in positions that really don't suit. So he played a lot of forward, but he had some time through the midfield and showed good signs. But um, he's, he's a midfielder. He's a, he's a real natural footballer. Yep. Um, I guess... You wouldn't say he's the flashier type like the you know most indigenous kids. He uh, he's hard at it uh, around the clearances and stoppers. He loves the you know body contact. Um, he's uh, kicking. Yeah, it, it can be a little bit off. I'd, I'd certainly prefer him his decision making by hand. Uh, he thankfully I think what got him back into uh, sort of uh, I guess top thirty calculations late in the season. For uh, North Adelaide, he uh, he had some big games. I think he had a 48-touch game um, in, uh, in the late rounds, so he can win the footy. Um, the one thing that uh, we'd love to see him do is just some improvement at kicking, I think. But uh, at the time when, when his name was called out, I was thinking, geez, that's uh, it's early. But uh, I'm definitely warm to it the more uh, I've thought about it, especially considering how highly rated he was at the start of the year. He's a you know, seen as a top fifteen, top twenty sort of prospect then. Um, but yeah, he, he's uh, he's probably one of the most prolific midfielders in the draft. I but, do, I do remember at the draft night. I was, um, I <laughs> when I'm read, I followed most times I follow the draft on Twitter. 
Yep. And I follow your tweets in particular because I know yep. you know what you're talking about. Yep. And I believe when he's... No, I didn't even see who his name was, but you're, I reckon you sent a two-word tweet out and it was just classic Geelong or classic Wells <laughs> or something along those lines. And I, I didn't even know who it was we'd picked and I wouldn't have known yeah. anything anyway when I, until I saw a bit about him. Um, yep. But that was, I reckon that was your immediate reaction. Yes, yeah. It was a reaction in regards to the first uh, pick being a bit of a surprise in yep. recent years. Yep. Um, yeah, I definitely have warmed to it. I don't dislike it. Um, I had a couple of guys that are really were really keen on for that pick in uh, Will Hayfield and uh, Jordan Ridley, but they were selected beforehand, a couple of picks. And looking back when we did the analysis on the draft, um, the only guy who I really would have considered, and he went after our second pick, was a Brennan Cox um, or a uh, Josh Battle, who were pretty much bargain picks in the uh, 40s. So, um, yeah, he. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know if you uh, saw the training video recently. Yeah, where, where he one, muscled almost Selwood, held him out. Yeah. With an arm. I thought that was... That that was that type of footage where you, you know you see the players and you don't see much, but you see something that you go, oh, there's something there. Just the way yep. he held his own against who's probably arguably one of the harder blokes to move. That's it, yeah. And, and Sal was a freak. Like, we all know that. But the way yep. he held his ground then was and still marked the ball. And I think there was <laughs> even, you could see, even see the sort of look on Selwood's face when he did it. Yep. Yeah, and, um, it was almost like he was having a laugh about it, but was thinking, Jesus. I don't want this fella. No. Don't this. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously not the yeah, the same expert, and I'm basing any views I have off highlight footage and, and whatnot, yeah. but I, from my take on the the post-draft video they had of him, yep. he seems good with his hands, and he seems yeah. to have time. He seems to be one of those players that he sees the option unfolding in front of him by hand, if yep. that makes sense. Yeah, he does, yep. Like, he doesn't handball it to this target where the target is. He handballs it to where he wants the target to go or where the target's naturally heading towards, if that's... Yeah, right, yeah. That's just one thing I picked up. There's a fit of... There was a couple of sort of... They look... They can at times look a bit cute handballs where he sort of is high, you know, where he's got the handball height over the shoulder when he releases yep. it. But he was putting it clear out into space, yeah, for his teammate to get onto who doesn't even have to break stride. And yeah. in that sort of situation, when he's in a contest, he's got the ability to be able to hold the ball and uh, make a decision and wait until the option's there as well. Yep. He doesn't uh, with his kicking; he can be a bit flooded and and go an option that's potentially not there or just completely shanked it sometimes, which yep. is not great, but. His inside abilities. He's a smart footballer inside. Uh, he's very. He's got a, a very good balance when he's getting tackled and center of gravity, where he's been able to just hold his ground, um, get the ball away when he needs to, not necessarily straight away or hold the ball in. Yep. And I think I think that's an underrated sort of thing for uh, inside footballers. I reckon juniors especially just want to get the ball out. Yeah. And um, they need to know also when they're getting tackled. When to hold the ball in? Yeah, because and if you hold the ball up. in, you can commit, keep the player committed to you, and you can free out yeah. space up the other end. Whereas if you give it off straight away, they'll it, it's a quick turnover. Yeah, and it goes away straight. Straight. Yeah, if you make the tackler commit to you, yeah, that takes them it. out of it. If you can move the ball on, and yeah, 
that's what. And that even happened a lot in that preliminary final. You know, in our, you know, uh, the amount of time Sydney, you know, were physical and got, you know, I don't know if certain people call that first quarter soft, but Sydney were very good and physical towards us and they got the ball loose and were just able to go bang the other direction and score yeah, at will. because they, as we put, which we, we're straight off topic, but we started to, yeah. we, uh, I, I found that game we put as we tried to put pressure on. They just held it and they released it back, and yep. then they had a set up. They had it. They had their stoppages set up really well, and they managed to get it back. And then they pretty much always had someone out to the side of the back receiver, yeah, and they'd it. get it out, yeah. and then they'd fire it wide quickly. Yep. And we were it was two quick handballs, bang bang, and they were out. And yeah, our yeah. blokes were fighting in the middle still, and it was already gone. But I digress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've, we've moved on from that yeah, awful yeah, night. Very true. Yeah, very true. <laughs> All right, we'll look at our um, second selection, which came at number 40, which was Tom Stewart from our own VFL team. And Wells' yeah. words were, Tom had a, ter- a terrific year with our VFL team and has earned his chance. We were very happy to call out his name. He's got a terrific, aggressive attitude to defending, and he can also join in the attack that is generated. Yeah, he's he. Obviously, there's a lot of rumour that we're going to pick him a little bit earlier than what everyone expected, but um, I think genuinely he has um, justified himself as a top fifty player in the draft. Um, his uh, VFL stuff was outstanding, right? Yep. Um, you know, I was a big fan of Tom Ruggles in the VFL yep. um, in 2015. Um, well, you told well, you told me during 2015 if he's if he was on our senior if he was on our senior list, he'd have got games. He'd be playing. Yeah. Well. And then last yeah. year, he proved that very thing by getting senior games. So that's it. And um, Tom Stewart was well. He played a different role. Um, he just doesn't do anything wrong. Like he's competitive. He uh, is so clean in being able to, uh, when the ball hits the ground, just go and make a good decision. Uh, one-on-one, he rarely gets beaten, whether it's on a small or a tall. Yep. I know it's VFL level, and it's going to be different once he gets to a, um, you know, against a, an elite AFL football. But um, he's the sort of guy that can just go straight into the um, ones and have an, an immediate impact. So I think he's had a bit of a setback. Is that right? During the preseason, uh, I think he's start, he's only just recently gotten into full full training. He had a shoulder operation oh, or something like that. But that was that yeah. was basically. I think that happened either just as he got drafted, or it had happened yeah. just before he got drafted. Yeah, no, he's um he's a bit of a strange height. Like he, I guess you could sort of compare him to a bit of a Dale Morris. Yep, like he's got the same competitive instinct that he just doesn't want to get beaten um but the best thing is he knows when to spoil and knows when to mark when the ball's in the air he just reads the, uh the ball coming to him just so much quicker than his opposition so that's that's uh, afl traits you can you know yeah you know, that someone can just bring in straight away if they can read the footy that's a that's a great skill to have straight away and he seems um, to um I've watched a bit of him in the VFL, not, not yep. but I saw a few VFL games. He seems to, he looks like he weights his kicks really nicely when he, he does, yeah, so he does kicking it out. Like not, he doesn't, he doesn't sort of rifle them, 
Like no. I think Ruggles bites off a bit more than he can chew at times with his kicking. I think he kicks it a bit too flat, and I reckon he kicks off the yeah. back foot. I reckon he kicks off the back back foot a little bit at times, but he definitely does. Um, yeah, Stewart just seems to just he just sits the ball up really nicely. Not not so that it can just get picked off easy, but he just puts it into the right spots basically. Yep. Yeah. No. He's uh, he definitely has a little bit less. Uh, risk factor in regards to his kicking and, and just makes good decisions. Um, I, to be honest, I didn't think the same about Ruggles at the time, yep. but I think because he had so much more time to make those decisions in the VFL, yep. it was, uh, he, he found it difficult. There was times when you know the space evaporated pretty quickly at that's, the top level. Yeah, that's my biggest, that was my biggest thing with him was that it just yeah. reckon that it close up on him a bit quick. He'd get a bit yeah, close to the bloke putting pressure on him would be that half a step closer than he realised than he was used yeah. to and it just forces that extra bit of pressure on the kick yeah that's it and uh, he, it didn't look like he coped well when that happened I think uh, Tom Stewart will be able to cope a little bit better once you know it, you know the players are all around him I think he'll be able to make a little bit more of a better decision um, I think Ragus just needs to think or needs a little bit more time to think but um, no look he's a great pick up um, Will he play AFL this year? Oh, certain. Yep. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Depending on how he how he's going with his uh, recovery and his injuries, and um, I'd be really surprised if he's not playing round one. Yep. But um, having seen him, you know, what ten times live, you know, uh, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I really do think there's a spot for him. Yeah. I'd I'd be. And especially considering he's got the versatility to play small or tall, I think that's like he probably won't be able to top. You know, like he's playing on some guys who are, you know, um, one ninety five centimeters plus occasion in the VFL. You're yeah. probably won't be able to do that in the AFL at one eighty eight centimeters. But um, he's a guy who, who will feature prominently inside. I'd expect. Good to see. Yeah. Then now we had another selection very soon after at selection forty two. With Asafa, Asaba, Radagola, Radagalia, Radagalia, yeah, I think it is. We did, yeah, we did I've practice heard, saying sure. that before we started, but I stuffed it up then. Um, <laughs> and now I've heard his name pronounced so many different ways. I, I think it's Radagalia, but we'll go with that. I think Sav. Apparently, I read. Yeah, the paper. we're going with Sav. So sounds good. Uh, so Asava is a player who had a really good second half of the year. We think he's yep. a project who will develop and will improve, and we're confident once he gets into the AFL system, he'll really come on well for us. He can pinch it in the ruck, but he'll certainly get the opportunity to do develop as a forward. Now, yeah. I'd know where this... He was Murray Bushrangers, yeah, Murray I believe. Bush and did they play in the grand final? They did, I yes. I have a feeling that's where I had seen him because he yeah. stands out for obvious reasons because of yeah. the, the dreadlocks and... Um, just the height, and I remember noticing him that game. But I'll uh, I'll defer to you to to tell us a bit more about him. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that Wales actually says that um, he's going to be developed as a forward. I I think it'd be nice to see him even if they have a crack at developing down back. Because I'm not sure whether he quite has the ruck skills to be able to uh, you know have a be a prominent sort of player in that sort of role. He, as a ruckman, he's a bit like John Barnes. Like, um, he's got the big leap. He sort of likes to punch it forward. 
hard. Yep. Uh, sort of has sort of hard hands, but um, he's really competitive when the, when the uh, ball hits the ground, which is always a great thing. His vertical leap is just unbelievable. I think he was second at the draft combine for uh, standing vertical. I think he was third for uh, running vertical, but I'd have to double-check that. I've got that in front of me, where I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, he has. He's going to take time. He's uh, he's the good, if he plays AFL footy, I would be shocked this season. I'd yeah. be absolutely shocked. If he's one of those guys where you almost just say, "Look, we'll sign you up for an extra year because we know this is how long it's going to take for you to develop." Like even though he's got body, you know, he's 95 kilos and 994 centimeters. Um, he's uh, he could definitely have an impact straight away, but. Uh, He's been playing the game for three years. Um, up forward is probably where he showed his best footy. He kicked eight goals against Bendigo when the national champs were on. Yep. Um, admittedly, a depleted Bendigo side, but um, it got him a game in the champs. And, um, and while he didn't uh, really dominate the champs and do anything very special, he, uh, you could see what he's got. You know, he's got ridiculous attributes. You can uh, take a big contested grab, and I was gonna—I was gonna say that. I, there's, I'm pretty sure in the highlights footage package, what they put on the website, there was a couple of big clunk marks, yeah. like in the wet as well, that were just pure one grab pack marks. And yeah, I yeah. thought, geez, that's a. a there was a couple, especially, especially with his marking being able to jump that high too. He's uh, going to be difficult to spoil. Um, there was a couple of times during the finals where he had really hard hands going for, for marks, but yep. um, I think that's just training. That's just the bloke who hasn't played, uh, you know, a hell of a lot of footy. Well, you mentioned, so he's been playing footy for three years. So three years, oh, yeah. That's ridiculous so. enough to be there, but obviously they're, they're looking at him and with his athletic traits and that minimal experience that the ceiling would be pretty high. Yeah. I, I, I would say he's... they're hoping for or imagining. Yeah, well, I doubt there's any player in the draft who has, you know, greater potential scope. Yep. So, um, and look, I, I potentially saw him as a development player that was going to get picked, you know, um, maybe 60s or 70s in the draft. But um, it didn't surprise me if someone did go a little bit early, knowing that he's got those attributes and what he can potentially become. Um, yeah. The poor fella got all the, you know, being uh, Fiji on your background, got all the uh, nicknat um, comparisons, but which aren't fair because he's a different player. But uh, he does have similar uh, physical attributes um, and athletic attributes. So it'll be interesting to see how he develops because uh, there's something there about him. And I, I, there'll be times where he might only get one or two kicks or in the VFL, but then there'll be another time where he'll just turn it on for 10, 10 minutes and everyone will be like, yeah, wow, this is this is pretty exciting stuff. Yep. Um, now, the next player we had was selection number 60, Quinton Narkel. Yeah. And uh, Quinton is an elusive player around stoppages with good speed to burst away from congestion. He's clean with the footy and has the ability to push forward and hit the scoreboard. Yeah, he's one of my favourites that we drafted. Yep. Um, really pleased to see him drafted. Uh, he he's a strange one in that he didn't play any under 18s footy at an elite level last year. Yep. Um, as an 18 year old, so he's uh, even though he's uh, a 19 year old by 
definition. He, he's a uh, December uh, December birthday, so he's still got a heap of development. So he's only a month older than some guys who were um, top age, you know, eighteen yep. year old. So um, yeah, he's uh, you, you watch him play and you think, oh, he's a flashy outside player. Then you look a little bit closer and you actually look at his stats. His, his stats, especially at, at Tolts level, were amazing. I've got some numbers here. Um, so he averaged 28 disposals, um, went at 70.6% uh, uh, efficiency disposals, but he also had went at 52% contest possession percentage. So he wins the ball and then Uses he it. escapes. Yeah, he escapes into space. Like, yep. Amount of time you see him in space, but he gets a contested ball first. Um, yeah. His uh, clearance works actually unbelievable. Like, I don't know if you've seen any of the footage of, the, of some of the cult stuff, but uh, it really is exciting to watch. So uh, he's one I'm very excited about. He, he can play inside or outside. Yeah. Um, he'll take time. He, look, he's, he's uh, <laughs> he could play senior footy, but um, you know he's one eighty. One centimeters or one eighty centimeters. He's about seventy eight kilos, so it's not like he's got a small body. Um, but yeah, he's uh, it's he's probably one, probably one to be looking for in about eighteen months' time to be. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, pushing in really. That's it, and um, I, I think considering how quickly he developed this year, like going to an AFL system, he's one that could just explode and be one of the bargains, really. Yep. Yeah, he's a real interesting one. I'm pretty excited by him. One to watch. One to watch, yes. I'll, I'll make notes. I'll make sure I'm paying attention more when the VFL when I go along this year. Yeah, I'll, I'll be um, very interested to see how he goes in the VFL because it could be a bit of a um, you know a slow season considering he's, he hasn't played too much um, you know senior, senior footy. Level but, footy, yeah. But well, that's okay. I, I think he could he could have an impact. So we'll see how he goes. Right, and then next selection was number seventy-one, Tim House. Um, yeah, Tim House. So we've another, got uh, another, yeah, from the Geelong VFL via. Yep. I think he was at Newtown, wasn't he? Before that, and yeah, he's from WA yes. originally. Um, yep. Tim's an outstanding mark, and hopefully that can transition into the AFL competition. He's physically a bit more mature and ready to go than some other key position types that we were considering. And I'll just add in to that before. Um, before I let you tell us about him, I mm-hmm. interact and, and know um, Patrick Hill on Twitter. I don't know if you do as well, who was the Frankston VFL coach okay. last year. Um, and he he was he was tweeting to me that night about he was commenting when players were picked up and um, we were we were talking about. Stewart, who he said was a star, and then yep. when we got House, he sent me one saying House even better. And uh, yeah. I saw the VFL game against Frankston, and yep. I said to him, I said, um, I said you rate House, and he said he killed us. He goes big key forward, dead eye dick, and I and I've commented back saying I, I went to that game and I reckon he marked everything that came near him, <laughs> he and he it. said and he said yep, and he didn't miss. So that was feedback from a coach that had to um, a a coach that uh, you know basically had to deal with him. Yeah, that's um, it. Would have had to put a bit of time into him as well. Yeah, it went against him. He said he reckoned it was the first. He said he might have. 
I'm thinking I'm getting confused with someone else now. He said he was, um, yeah, basically he said he just tore him apart. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll get your thoughts on it now, on him now, basically. Yeah, he uh, he's definitely one of my favourites. Um, it's uh, especially early in the season when he was kicking those goals. You you think, oh, who's this guy? But it's his contested marking. It's just almost freakish sometimes. Like, he, he can just juke a ball. They just, just stick. From, yeah, from bizarre positions. Um, he, he's I think he took 25 contested marks in 11 games, uh, and that didn't include that elimination final. And I know he took a few clunky marks in that game as well. Um, but, yeah, he's he's uh, he's, a, he's a... Like, the fact that he ended up in Geelong from um, West Australia in the first point, you know, he was playing for Claremont and... I think he only played reserves footy by sounds of things, but uh, yeah, he's come to Geelong and he's he's kicked goals. He's a target. Um, I'd be playing him ahead of Aaron Black myself. Yep. But um, whether he has the uh, speed to be able to push up the ground, uh, I'm not sure. He's the most athletic bloke. Um, but yeah, he's he's marking his kicking. I I know, you know, that's probably one of the more uh, the two basic things, but and you probably need to work on other things. But they're they're top notch. Yeah, um, would have been nice to kick, see him kick a few more goals. I kick twenty goals in about thirteen games or something like that. But um, I think he'd make have an impact next year. I don't know about you. You would have probably seen a fair bit of him as well. Yeah, I saw a few games. It was pretty much what you've said, though. There'd be just times where. He just you'd see a pack form and he'd just come out holding the ball. But yeah, yep. and it didn't look like going to anyone but him. Yep. Big boy, big big like from memory from what I saw, big chest and arms. Yeah, yeah. Um big solid frame. Um He's uh the, the the thing that I noticed though is that you had blokes like Mitch Clark and Vardy yes. who, you know, were in similar positions and they just won't stick in the marks like House. No. Um, no I, th- I think that's, it's just a big attribute that, you know, you can't really find all the time. And uh, if he can develop other parts of his game, especially, you know, getting up the green a little bit and um, presenting and creating a bit of space for, you know, I guess Tom because that's our main guy <laughs> that we always seem to uh, rely on. But, uh, yeah, I think he can uh, come on this year. Do you expect him to play AFL footy this year? Look, I'd be very surprised if they drafted him thinking he wouldn't play. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the the case with the VFL guys we picked up, yep. which we'll get to the last one in a moment. But it's particularly House and Stewart. I think they're, they've they drafted blokes that they're looking to be able to have an immediate impact. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And I guess at the end of the day, it wasn't really a needs draft. Um, and so Geelong did have needs they needed to cover, and they thought, well... If we haven't got the guys from other, you know, places around the country that we can rely on, we we'll, may as well back in our own. So, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, when you've got six draft picks, you do have to, and you've lost so many tall guys, you, you've got to pick up someone to be able to uh, fill a little bit of the void. Yep. And now, in our last pick in the national draft was selection number seventy-three, Ryan Abbott, who. Uh, from the Geelong VFL with a few games and who's who's yep. been at Grovedale for the last uh, yep. few years in the Geelong Footy League. Um, yep. He's an experienced ruckman with 
the physical capability of playing right from day one. He's got some development in him, so hopefully he can continue to get stronger and improve with the full-time commitment. Now he's got it Geelong. And I did also have somebody who is from Grovedale into me that night saying, he's a gun, he's a gun. Yep. So um, just, but, you know, obviously, just because someone's a gun at local footy, country footy level, doesn't mean yep. it can uh, transform... But, yeah, uh, and, and he's obviously from limited VFL experience as well, so it was a bit of an interesting one. Um, there's obviously the conspiracy theories that maybe the cats hit him. Yeah. I, did, I did read that one, that they did some testing, they did some testing and it was all, they were super impressed, so they, they basically hit him. But uh, anyway, I'll get your thoughts on him. Yeah, look, I'll admit I saw basically next to nothing of him. Um, I saw one game. And um, the the thing that that I noticed straight away was his uh, competitive uh, efforts when the ball hit the ground, and um, he's willing to tackle, he's willing to, you know, uh, help his teammates and um, try to get block them and you know get get his midfielders free. But uh, he didn't win a hell of a lot of ball that day. I, I from memory, I would have seen him get five touches, and he, he did uh, win the hitouts. Yep. Um, Against the, I think it was uh, Frankston. I saw him at. It was, wasn't great. And uh, but I think it was the game that everyone was talking about was against uh, Casey when he took on Jake Spence. Yep. Uh, and uh, it sounds like that was the game that got everyone. I didn't see it personally. Yeah. But that that was the game that got everyone pretty excited by sounds of things. And uh, I don't know if you saw that game, did you? No, I didn't. No. So maybe you didn't. I don't think he played a game after that. So maybe the whole hiding away. Uh, conspiracy theories has a bit of truth to it. So. <laughs> it makes for a good story if it's true. It does, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, I haven't been able to have a chat to anyone who was there that day. I read a couple of match reports, um, which uh, talked him up quite a bit. But yep. I did also notice that Jake Spencer had 47 hitouts that day. Yeah. And he had 18. Yeah. So, uh, Abbott did. So he obviously didn't dominate the ruck. Um, but you know, coming up, in, you know, Jake Spencer's not a an elite AFL ruckman, but he's a very competitive footballer, and to uh, break even at least on the ground is a is a pretty good effort. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I know he's struggling with a leg issue, which is a bit of a shame. I think he he fractured. I think uh, training. I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. I do no. remember reading something. I think it was it was about the time of the. Um the AGM, I think there was a mention uh, yeah. of that, that he came That's up onto stage on crutches or something. Yes. I yeah, don't I think it was a major, major, major issue, but I'm not yeah, entirely sure. He made sure. back of training, so yeah, uh, I did, sure. I'm pretty sure I read mid to late January, he'll be back um, running, I think. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he's an interesting one. Look, it wouldn't surprise me if he never played a game. Um, but having said that, I've I've, uh, I've seen one game, so I, I really can't. And, and I'm living in Gippsland, I don't see any um, GFL games. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I can't have a great opinion on it. But no, uh, let's be honest, pick in the pick a pick in the seventies. You're not putting your hopes and dreams on that person being a. Yeah. If if I sort of take the attitude, if they pick that late, if you get anything from them, that's a win. Like that's a win. If, yeah, if he gets onto the field for an AFL game, then that's a win. It's yeah. 
you've got to have the realistic expectations of them yeah, as no, well. Very true. The, the one thing I do like about him is that he's competitive and he's got a basketball background, I think, so he's athletic and yep. um, he's got a bit of scope, even though he's uh, turning 26 this year. Um, we'll see what happens. He's a, he's a bit of a mystery, but... Uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, people based in Geelong would have seen a hell of a lot of him uh, playing for uh, Grovedale, and uh, he was, uh, well, he's been the Ruckman of the Year, no, at least 2015. Yeah, I think a couple of times. I think I have a feeling I read he was twice, so. Yeah. Potentially the, or the best strong. and fairest winner, maybe, for Grovedale for the last yeah. few years or, or something along those lines. Yep. So um, we can't... Uh, you know, dismiss him, that's for sure. Yep. And now that was our national draft selections. Mm-hmm. Um, we added, now for the rookies, we did add a Category B rookie in uh, Mark O'Connor, yep. who's the Irish fellow, which basically neither of us know a great deal about, and we touched on that with the last um, podcast anyway, so we don't really yeah. need to, to focus and on that. The only thing I do know about him is a great runner. Um Yep. His Kincaid time was unbelievable, and his uh, deep test is very good on a slippery surface at the draft combine. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, he was he was probably the best runner nearly there. So, be interesting to see uh, what he becomes. Well, being an Irish player, he most likely become a halfback. Yeah. Running least... halfback, I'd say. Yeah. That's where they oh, all yeah. seem to slot in. Which is pretty crazy when you think about it, because, uh, you know, they've got to develop their foot skills, and... You know, disposing from half-backs one of the more important um, areas now because yep. turnovers can kill you from that position. So, yep. yeah, we'll see how he goes anyway. Um, and now we've got on to the rookies. We'll start with your favourite one. Ah, uh, yes. I don't want to forget to do this. So, yep. uh, the father-son, which was actually our last selection, and... Uh, there were a few confused heads around trying to follow the rookie draft when it appeared that we'd overlooked this person. Yeah, um, yep. And he'd gone elsewhere, but it all came out. It was just a bit of a glitch. And uh, yep. Sam Simpson, son of Sean Simpson, who, uh, if people can remember, was a, a player for us in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, number 37, number I think. 37, built like a brick house. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. He, uh, yeah, so Sam Simpson, uh, father-son selection. So uh, I'll get your thoughts on him because I know you are a massive fan. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm probably his biggest uh, supporter, to be honest. I was, uh, I didn't see him until late in the season. Um, but uh, every, and he doesn't take games apart, mainly because he's probably 64 kilos. <laughs> he's, yep. he's, there's nothing of him. Um, but he is ridiculously good decision maker inside 50 he's he's smart he's so composed he sits up sets up goals for fun really he he gets his positions perfect from uh, a crumb and if he's not in the best position he, he doesn't even you know he, a lot of these juniors they they can be a bit selfish and they you know look for the offensive areas he, he straight away can find the player that he's after and and executes more often than not, he's uh, especially by hand. Um, the I don't think he's got a whole lot of speed, and um, he's uh, I think by the sounds from what I uh, read from uh, Michael Turner is that he's got a lot of work to do with his conditioning and fitness and um, things like that. But sounds like we've drafted um, Sam Mitchell. 
Yeah. <laughs> because he looks in the, um, well, just from the highlights footage, he looks pretty tidy off each foot as well. He's and not ridiculous. a overly long kick. Like, he looks, I'm not, as much as I said that a bit tongue-in-cheek, he looks to have yeah. some similar qualities, just, you know, if he's a Inside 50, I know this is, I've never compared anyone to this guy. Yeah. But inside 50, he's, um, especially in traffic, to be able to get out of traffic like he did, does, with his composure and level head, very much like Cyril. Yep. I don't want to say it, but it, it, whenever I was watching it, he's got tricks. You know, he doesn't do the crazy, unbelievable stuff that Cyril does, but yep. the way Cyril is so clean and, and just gets out of traffic inside 50, he's, he's, his reading of the play as well is he's very, very good. Um, it, he's going to take time. Uh, on it. He's got real freak uh, skin fold results. Yeah. Like, um, no player got near him, I think, in the testing at the draft combine. Um, because, it was a bit weird. Because there's literally no weight on him. There's no weight on him, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and he had, he had the smallest jumper they could possibly get and it was um, dangling off him. So, um He's a socks up guy. Um, nice, so we like to see that. Yeah, a bit of bit not of not enough sock up like. action these days. Yeah, and uh, he's just a. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being one of the smartest players we've we've got in the list. Well, um, five to six years time. If he's anything like his old man, he will pack on some muscle because. Yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> um, Sean Simpson, and I can say because he Sean Simpson when he finished up went back and played back for his home country town yep which is springbank which is yep. in the ballarat area and uh i was playing around another club that played in that same league and you saw when you saw him up close you saw what a physical beast he was <laughs> and he just destroyed the local level like just as in terms of just did what he wanted so um yeah i don't think if it's he might hopefully he follows a bit of a path the way jed buse stacked on the muscle because he was a built like a twig yeah. when he was first drafted, and yep. he's built like a god now. He's yeah, that's a monster. It. I, like he's the only thing I'm worried about is Abusey at least had the frame and the yeah. wide shoulders. He's yep. got little spindly shoulders, uh, Sam Simpson. So it's just really strange seeing how thick his old man was. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited by him. Like, even if he just he can't end up, doesn't end up in the mid for anything, if he just becomes full time forward, I think he can really be one of the, you know, goal assists, um, you know, setting up, um, scoring chains. I, I, you know, the coaches love that sort of stuff, and he's so clean. It's unbelievable. Like, and he was a bit of know, a sort of a late bloomer even last year, wasn't he? He wasn't really on the radar and then sort of... Well, I didn't have his name on any of my lists uh, as of, I reckon, about June. I have a feeling he was only added to the Falcons after... Early, he didn't start yeah. here with them either. I think he had a, some injury issues early on, which is probably why his conditioning's down. Yeah. He only played, I think, he played eight games for the Falcons, so or nine games, I think. So, um, his limited. Uh, uh, I was able to see four of his games, which I was pretty happy to see. But um, yeah, there's probably limited exposure. But yeah, from what I saw, and you know, these uh, coaches are so um, hell bent on. You know, efficient forwards inside fifty, small guys. Oh, I think he's got he's got the touch. And now I'm weary that we've probably gone a bit longer time-wise yeah. than I planned. So we'll just race through our last three rookies. 
Yep. Um, and I don't have real notes for these guys anyway. So uh, we drafted Jack Henry, who was from the Falcons, I believe. Yeah, Jack. That, Jack. You want, I'll just go through the names quickly, and then you can sort of summarise them all, if you yeah. like. Um, yep. Zach Guthrie. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing Calder Cannons. Is that Calder Cannons? Yep. Calder Cannons, and obviously yep. brother of Cameron. And yeah, Jermaine yep. Jones, who North Ballarat. Yes, yeah. Um, I'll start with uh, Jack Henry. He's uh, a rangy type. Um, he started forward early in the year, kicked a few bags. He's got the attributes to be able to go into the middle, and they did that by playing him on the wing. Yep. Uh, he's going to frustrate people because he does uh, some really uh, frustrating things, I guess. Um, just weird errors. Yep. But, um, yeah, he's a, he's a former runner. He's only somewhat new as well, isn't he, to the game? Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, so he was concentrating on his athletics a lot. So uh, I think he was even um, doing some national champs stuff for athletics in uh, 2015. So yep. I'd have to double-check that. That's just off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, but, yeah, he did show some really good things when he went into the middle. Like, he was more outside, but he's a really good mark, and if he's going to be playing on the wing at 191 centimetres. He's going to be very difficult match up in the air. But, yeah, he's, he's still prone. He's developing a lot. Um, he does have um, – he's not a, you know, a stupid footballer, I guess, but because he knows he's got the flashy uh, part of his game, yep. he, uh, he tries to take the game on a bit, and sometimes it doesn't work. But when it does come off, it, it's brilliant. Yep. But he needs a bit more consistency in the middle. So he's just got to harness um, that, really. Yeah, know that's when it. to go and when not to. Yeah, and I think he's the sort of guy. Like he's very much like uh, James Parsons was when he came to Geelong. So um, I think there's similar um, attributes there. So um, we saw what James Parsons been able to do in his first VFL year. So yeah. hopefully Jack Henry can do the same thing. Uh, Zach Guthrie, yeah, he's um, looks like his brother. He's got the same hair, basically. <laughs> um, He's an elite kick like his brother, too. He's a beautiful kick. Uh, nothing of him, though. He's uh, he's going to take some time, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he played mainly in defence for Calder, um when I was watching. He was, a, he was the go-to guy. He was almost a bit like their quarterback. He'd uh, take the kick-ins. They, they tried to get the ball to him to kick it. And, yeah, uh, yeah he's a pinpoint... Just think of Cameron, you know, Cameron... When yeah, he's those spearing and, low flat kicks that he does. Yeah, he just hits targets. and yep. went, uh, He went uh, over 70% in the TOC Cup for kicking efficiency, so um, that sort of proves he's very good. Uh, Jermaine Jones is a... I, I'm big, sort of... I'm not a, at first, I didn't have him in, um, you know, at the top of my list or anything, but the more I thought about it, I, I thought... When he, especially when he was picked by Geelong, I should have had him a bit higher up my list. Um, he's, a, he's a small forward who has uh, come on late. I think he had a really good game in the um, under-18s Hampton League, uh, in the league final, and everyone went to watch Cedric Cox, who uh, went to Brisbane. Yep. And he was uh, seen as the, you know, the, the guy that everyone's watching. And uh, Jermaine Jones ended up being best on ground that day. Um, when I went and watched... North Ballarat, he stood out more to me than uh, Cedric Cox did. So uh, he's a small forward who defensive pressure is really, really elite. Like he'll uh, 
Sometimes he can be a little bit obsessed with it. Yep. But it's a beautiful left foot kick. He can snap the ball. He's got a bit of back X factor. So it's almost as if they, I think they've tried to uh, replace him as that Zach Bates sort of experimental yep. small forward that they're trying to, uh, I guess, develop because um, small forwards are getting more and more important and defensive pressure is one of the things that um, everyone's talking about at the moment. And he uh, had some pretty high averages in the uh, TAC Cup for his tackling, especially considering he wasn't around the ball the whole time, but I think he, he was around the six mark for tackles average. So. Yep. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's very quick, so I think uh, I think people will like him. Beautiful. Yeah. So overall, uh, happy, unhappy, not unhappy. Which yeah, where do you a, sort of sit with it all? I don't think we've yeah. I think we've covered everyone off. If you had asked me impulse at the at the time, I would have thought, geez, we've um, we've really gone for guys who um, probably could have waited a little bit longer, but. Um, the more I, I thought about it, you know, and where the club's at, you know, we're trying to win the flag. There's holes in the list, and they needed to go and replace players who have gone from the list. So, um, and as I said earlier, it's not a needs draft. It was a very, very good draft for small guys, um, midfielders. Uh, I think there was only a couple of guys, tall guys, taken in the first round. So. Um, I really understand why they went this direction. I know probably some people think of it as a bit of a waste, especially with um, Caddy leaving for pick 24 or 26, whatever it ended up being. Um, I think people were expecting a bit of a better player at the time than Parfit, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively happy. Like, uh, if you're going to have a crack and, and the guys aren't there to fill the gaps and fill the needs... Why not bring the guys in that you know of and you know what you're going to get? Um, and with all those guys they've drafted, they know exactly what they're going to get. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. That wraps us all up. Thank you very much for no um, being a part of it, mate. No, thank much, you very much, much for... I uh, appreciate picking your brain and getting that insight. Yeah, apologies for uh, rambling on a bit. I get a bit excited. About no, it. that's good because um, I dare say most... Cats fans out there are probably more like me and are happy to get information. Yeah. Um, and especially at this time of year, there's not a heck of a lot going on. Yeah. Um, obviously, the practice matches start in a few weeks' time. But until then, it's all just anything we can get to uh, to try and, and help us out, really, and to yeah. help get that footy fixed. So uh, I really appreciate you being involved. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity, mate. I've been uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and just one last, I'll give you one last plug for the two the two uh, websites you're right for. So we've got Footy Profit with a PH. Yeah, with a PH, uh, footyprofit.com.au. Um, so that's where you the drafting old, and that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, draft stuff. So uh, and then you'll uh, at theprofits.com.au. You'll you'll see some of my thoughts in regards to. Uh, Previews the matches and profits. P R O F F I T S. ITS, and this is more for yeah. those who are um, who are interested in in having a bet. Yeah, having a bet. Yeah, no, I do try to have uh, put me uh, footy thoughts in me write ups as well. So yeah. yep, and I've read it too. It's some good. It's good analysis and stuff in there as well. So yeah, no, thanks for that. All right, 
Thank you very much, Buddha. Um, Fantastic, mate. And to everyone else, thanks for listening. We will um, hopefully I'll be I'll have another show. Um, well, probably when the practice matches start, we'll start. We'll go again, and and as we start to get towards the year. Thanks very much, mate. No worries.